Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome. To Doc G Show, I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Doc G, what is up, sir? How's it going? Yeah, got a little lightheaded when I introduced you, so that tells you that I am young. So, Mm -hmm, there we go. mm -hmm. That's good for me. Good for me. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how was your your weekend? Did you party hard? It was fantastic. Yeah, I did party. I was uh, I smoked weed every single day, all day. Uh, I know. I we are wrapping up the uh, the honeymoon phase. Oh, okay. It was a week after okay. the honeymoon, and we were just like party. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. Jeez. Um, Even though you yeah. weren't on the honeymoon, you were like, "This is this has got to happen right now." We're gonna party. Yeah, we are gonna keep the party going. Mike, so. Mike, put this on your calendar. I don't okay. know if you're interested in this. Are you interested in this? I don't know if you remember the in-season tournament of the NBA coming to you in Las Vegas. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, that's so they're coming to play in Las Vegas. That's where the uh, semifinals and the finals are are in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're obviously not going to know who is uh, who's going to be in the semifinals and the finals, but check out the game. I don't really yeah. understand that NBA tournament. You know, it's it's like soccer, In season. Mike. It's like soccer. So, you know, they 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 basically it's it's I don't understand soccer either. It, <laughs> well, now you've just compared it to something that's completely <laughs> completely oblivious <laughs> to me. But um yeah, it's basically like, hey, we're going to give you another championship that's not the end cha- the not the end championship because the mm. season's so long, you need to have like multiple things. That like, mm-hmm. and the older they get, the more you know, the, the, the more gravitas they have, the more exciting yeah. it gets. So they mm-hmm. added this at the beginning to liven it up because you know, eh, sometimes they get a little lethargic at the beginning of the NBA season. They're going through the sure. motions, you know, October, mm-hmm. November, December. They're like whatever, doesn't really rev up until February. So they're like, you know what, we're gonna put this in there. And I'll tell you, Mike, it's worked so far. But that has nothing to do with what... I, well, it had a little bit of what I want to talk about, actually. Okay. Um, Mike, I understand I am not hip with the youth. Word. Uh, I'm not hot in the streets these days. Um, and mainly it's because I'm uh, old. Girl, come on. But mm. I've got to complain about something that old people complain about, Mike. Please do. It's something that nobody watches besides me. Commercials. Do you watch commercials, mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, when when I'm on YouTube, things okay. like that. Okay, so you watch, you, you watch, yeah. There, I mean, there, there's... I don't know if they're commercials. No, there's still they're commercials like, on yeah. YouTube, yeah. on streaming. You still get commercials, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, actually, I think people actually watching commercials is basically me and, in like, an 80-year-old lady in Kansas. That's basically, <laughs> yeah. basically it. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love her. But I have a problem, Mike, because, like, I actually invest 
energy into them. I actually watch mm-hmm. them and I critique them. And I gotta mm-hmm. say, the bulk majority of them, stupid, stupid. Mm. Now, th- like there are some that are pure genius, Mike. I love, yeah. I love a couple of commercials that I'm like, man, that guy, he or lady, whoever came up mm-hmm. with the commercial, they need to stop wasting their talents in this commercial game. They need to go somewhere else, you know. That's a fact. But uh, most of them, they're horrible. Like, on- <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if I were at one of these companies and we were spending like a million dollars on this commercial and they came to me and they were like, this is our idea. I'd be like, I'm firing you on the spot. You are, you are gone. This is a horrible, <laughs> horrible commercial. Like, Mike, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you know me. Along with being old, I'm also a man. Woo-hoo. You know, I watch at least 10 minutes of sports in between marathons of HGTV. I do it. Mm-hmm. I get that mm-hmm. sports in, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I've been watching some football this season. And in the football games, they have this new commercial that runs a lot. It's with uh, it's for AT&T, Mike. AT&T. And uh, it's for the goofiest product. It's for a helmet, football helmet, for deaf people, Mike. Hmm. That's that's what it's for. That's not good. Yeah, you can get canceled for stuff like that. It's it's <laughs> well, I mean, it's in the right place, right, Mike? I'm not saying I'm not happy for the hundred people that this influences. For the hundred people <laughs> that play football that are deaf that are like, finally, yes! I've got a helmet for me. But like. There's not a lot of folks out there that have been waiting for this, right? I just think maybe, you know, since AT&T is the largest wireless phone carrier in the country, maybe that's what they should be looking into, you know? Hmm, yeah. Like, how about you come out with a commercial that helps your wireless service? I've got yeah. I've got AT&T and I lose service when the wind blows outside. All right? <laughs> I don't need a, a helmet uh, to give me plays on a little screen in front of me. That's not gonna mm. It's gonna help my wireless. Nope. It's ridiculous, mm. Mike. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, you know, not to be too topical, but you don't even need the helmet unless you're playing Michigan Football. So right? true. That's a joke, Mike, that you probably didn't get. Don't know. No, you, I didn't do, get it. No, okay. No. Uh, Michigan has been stealing signs. That's a fact. That's what they've, uh, their college football has been stealing signs from the sidelines. So if you're stealing signs. Yeah, yeah. Stealing signs for the play so they know oh, what play the other. I see. Yeah, uh-huh. I, see. Mm-hmm. I see. It's big hot water if you're a big sportsman like myself. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Mike, this, the commercial is stupid. That's the take-home point. Um, in the commercial, it, they've got, as far as their, their, their music, they've got a choir singing Simon and Garfunkel, The Sound of Silence. Huh? Which, if you ask me, sounds like they're being sarcastic about be- people being deaf. Like, that's not like... <laughs> Like, that doesn't seem good at all. Like, I don't get it. And then it's just overly dramatic, which sort of makes me wonder, like, 
there are no commercials that play the original song anymore. Nope. I don't know if it's like they just can't afford the licensing or if they mm-hmm. think it sounds better. But I'm very I'm I'm very tired of hearing every song from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s slowed down and sang by one sad girl on every mm. commercial. <laughs> like they it's always just some song from the 80s or 90s, and it's like in this voice of like Wait, what? It's just horrible. Horrible. And this is one of them, Mike. It's way too dramatic. I gotta watch this commercial. You don't want to. You're gonna you're gonna no, you're gonna end it and you're gonna be like, what was that? What <laughs> why? Like, but I mean that's the thing. What's the point of this commercial? At the end of it, are we supposed to think like, oh my god? AT&T is an amazing company that is helping deaf football players. <laughs> like and then we just forget that they're charging us an <laughs> for service that sucks horse. <laughs> no, I'm not going to yeah. forget that. Like, come on. Yeah. Not distracting me. <sighs> it's just like, <laughs> I know. I mean, I know the point isn't to sell more deaf football helmets. I looked mm. in, I looked into the revenue for AT&T last year. You want to know how much money they made, Mike? How much? $120 billion. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So unless Profit the, or net, what? Oh, that was net. That was net. So, I mean, unless they're planning on charging $1 billion for each of their deaf football helmets, I don't think (laughs) it's going to make much of a dent in their revenue. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous, Mike. But let me tell you something. Very important fact here, Mike. Guess what the Doc G Show doesn't have? Hmm. It doesn't have... I mean, it has a lot. It has a lot. That's what it has. It has a lot. I don't know what it doesn't have, though. Doesn't have any ridiculous commercials. Yeah, we don't have any ridiculous commercials. Yeah, that's right. You want to know why, Mike? (laughs) No, number one, no company would ever want to associate themselves with us. That's number one. But number two, more importantly, we're not giving you some kind of promotional fake image of what our show or companies associated with our show are. We're not doing that, Mike. Not yet. Not unless not until the money's right. <laughs> exactly. Currently, we're just complaining about promotional fake images of other companies. But you know, which is arguably worse. But that's aside from the point. You know what the point is? We're moving on. We're firing the show up, Mike. Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Woo! Mike, we have a fantastic show. Returning guest, very exciting returning guest. The one, the only, Paul Jackson of the fantastic Blackberry Smoke. One of the first, as I've said before, Mike, one of the first big guests we had on the show. Literally six years ago, 2017, Blackberry Smoke was uh, nice enough to come on the show. And they're back. They're back. Returning guest. Cool. Got a new album. Uh, We're going to talk about them starting out as a band. A lot of good stuff. But first, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, um, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough week. Uh, (laughs) I didn't mean it to be a tough week, but uh, yeah, I'm going to say... Maybe one. I think you got one in you. Mm. 
Yeah, one. So okay. you're 74 okay. and a half out of 127. Here's the condensed clue. Born on November 8, 1989 in St. Louis, Missouri. An R&B artist with songs like All the Stars, Kiss Me More, Snooze, and Kill Bill. Hmm. Hmm. R&B star, 1989. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would make them... 34. Um, I don't... I don't have any idea, Doc G. I'm not... I don't I recognize those songs just by the title. She's um, she's often associated with Kendrick Lamar and Doja Cat. R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Doc G. I, I just... I really don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think if I go in detail probably won't help, but we'll, you know, nope. It's all right. Like I said, I was thinking one out of uh, out of three. I mean, we still got a chance. Uh, <laughs> SZA, Mike, SZA, SZA. Okay. would be uh, her yeah, birthday. Right. Yeah, I didn't think so. I was a little, you know, I didn't know, Mike. I was. Is it S I Z A? No, 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 no. S Z A, no. like Jizza and Rizza from. Z A. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. The Rizza, the Jizza, the old dirty <laughs> inspected deck, Raekwon the chef, and Method Man. Okay, sorry, I got off <laughs> sidetrack on the old Wu Tang okay. Clan game. Oh come on. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know SZA, her dad and her mom. Uh, her dad was an executive producer at CNN, and and her mother, I literally didn't mean to do this, was an executive at AT&T. So she's over there making death <laughs> football helmets. All right. Good good for her. Uh, but, yeah, she went to school f- to, for uh, marine biology and then was like, you mm. know what I'd rather do? Sing. And that's mm-hmm. what she did. Mm-hmm. She signed with uh, Top Dog Entertainment. And then her first album was Control. Uh, which debuted at number three on the Billboard charts. She nominated for five Grammys there. Mm. Then 2018, she released All the Stars with Kendrick Lamar, uh, which was the single for the uh, Black Panther movie. Yes! Uh, then she released uh, Kiss Me More with Doja Cat in 2021. Then I Hate You, which uh, had gone viral on the old TikTok, Mike. Uh, mm. And then she released her second album, S.O.S., December 9th, 2022. It stayed for seven weeks at number one on the Billboard charts. So she's doing all right, Mike. Yeah. She's she's, she's pretty successful. Turning 34 for SZA. Happy birthday, SZA. Happy uh, birthday. Mike, are you ready? Rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Mike, I've got sad news from Uh-oh. the zoos of America. Uh-oh. Yeah. Our lease on giant pandas is about to end. Hmm. Our lease? Yeah. On giant pandas. Yeah. Did you know we lease our pandas, Mike? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. China, China won't let us own any pandas. They're all, literally all owned by China. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Ah. There are currently 65 pandas lent out to ni- 19 countries from China. Mm. The Chinese government reissues these things. The first mm. 
the first pair of pandas came to America from China. Uh, I'm going to screw up their names a little bit, but it's uh, Sing Sing and uh, Ling Ling. Um, mm-hmm. They came to the U.S. about 50 years ago. And uh, right now, the pandas have historically been leased for 10 years. And then they have a renewable term. And they come back. Mm-hmm. And the annual fee ranges from $1 million to $2 million per pair to lease the pandas. Jeez. Wow. Plus, they you got to have mandatory costs to build and maintain the facilities for the pandas. And then any cub born to the pandas belongs to the Chinese government, but you can lease it for an additional fee. Uh, until really? It, yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. It was born in America, Doc G. Exactly. We have, it's an American resident. Panda. Exactly. Exactly, Come on. Mike. This now, is why we need to start getting our pandas from our country. <laughs> we need to stop having pandas from other countries. See, the problem just... the, the problem is, Mike, we don't have any pandas. Mm. You know? I mean, we, don't, no? we, we don't grow pandas. China only. Yeah, China only grows pandas. They're the only we don't ones. Have the parts. We don't have the parts. <laughs> we don't. Oh, and, and the bad part is, Mike, they don't think they're going to do the leasing anymore. Because mm. our, our tensions have what? got too high between countries, they think they're going to take away our panda privileges. Whoa! So wow! So we would have to go to China. We'd have to go somewhere else to see pandas. Yeah, exactly. Which Maybe is upsetting. Which is upsetting to me, Mike. Because if you remember when we did our top three animals that we would want to be, panda was at the top of my list. Mm. And I got to be honest, Mike. I don't want to be owned by China. So. No. I, I've thought I've thought of a couple of things that we could remedy the situation, Mike. Okay. Uh, first, I thought about this: if we go like tit for tat, you know, I say mm-hmm. we go over to China and any zoo that has an American animal, we take them back. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we do. You know, and until they pony up pandas, we're not giving them back. You know. Mm-hmm. They give us a couple pandas, we'll give them a couple bald eagles. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a fair trade. Yeah, it's not really, though. You think about it. What? You know, we'd probably... I mean, honestly, if we were trading, really, I'm not taking an eagle for a panda. There's no way. You know? You're not taking an eagle for a panda. No. No, no offense, America, but if we had a panda as our national animal, oh, my God, I'd be so excited. That big, goofy fluff ball falling around everywhere. I'd be so jazzed. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How many bald eagles for a panda? You throw in a throw in another American animal. You throw in an alligator and an eagle. Okay. Okay. Now, now I'm thinking maybe or maybe a buffalo, right? You know, yeah. you got to think of uh, unique American mm-hmm. animals. You know, but yeah. my second thought was sort of like you were thinking. It was sort of along the same lines, Mike. How close does China watch those panda births? You know. Hmm. I mean, if the panda gives birth to, like, two pandas and we just slide one of those fellas into a knapsack and we're mm-hmm. like, ah, China, there's uh, only one today. This was the only one we got, you know? And then even if they see pictures of it online, they're like, hey, that's our panda. We're like, no, 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 no. That's actually a dairy cow mixed with a grizzly bear. <laughs> that was uh, just some uh, fine genetic work over here that we have. That's all that mm-hmm. is. CRISPR. I was pretty excited about that, Mike, when I thought about that. That is a really good mix when you think about that. Take a grizzly bear and a dairy cow. Mm-hmm. That's a panda. 
Although they got Pretty a little much. bit, they got a little bit smaller, you know. Yeah. Because both of those guys are really big, and then the panda yeah. only weighs like 250 pounds or something like that. They're pretty, they're smaller than you think. They're not enormous fuzzy bears. But regardless, Mike, the other thing that I'd like everyone to know that's listening, Theodore Roosevelt's kids were the first Westerners to shoot and kill a panda. What? Huh? <laughs> they, they went over to China, Mike, and they're like, look at that thing. We should shoot the out of it. Like, What? Why are you mm-hmm. going to shoot that thing? That's ridiculous. Uh, they had no idea what conservation is, you know, that whole thing. They had no idea back then. But they, I mean, they even care. without conver- uh, conservation, that's like shooting the Tom Hanks of the animal world. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Look at that fuzzy lovable thing. Ah, kill it. Like, just like. <laughs> There's a sloth. Shoot that too. Wait, it's... they're not in the same. It doesn't matter, Mike. It was, they, they, he traveled over with them. Was... Yeah. It was Jeff Sloth. Oh, sad. Like, mm. I, if I saw one, I know I'd be like, even if it was chewing on my arm, I'd be like, I still want to just pet it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They are nice. really f- fuzzy. They're furry. just fuzzy yeah. and goofy and rolly. They're amazing. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. You ever see the uh, compilation videos of them falling out of trees? Yeah. It's great. It's great. And they get up and they're like, what the <laughs> F just happened? What? <laughs> Oh, man. And then they just go back to eating uh, bamboo, and they're just yeah. jazzed again. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, this is an interesting one uh, from this past Friday. It was reported by the Associated Press that in August, a pattern of sexual assault claims uh, were being minimized by the individual's employers. What's the employer, you ask? Top the off. National what? Science. Top golf just is a good one. Um, National Science Foundation, Mike. Jeez. Yeah. Sexual mm. assault claims at the National Science Foundation. Now, these uh, the multiple cases that were reported, um, and 59% of the women that worked at one particular National Science Foundation base reported some sort of harassment. Well, I'm, pre- I'm glad to say, Mike, investigators have now been appointed to investigate these claims and the situation. But I've got one other detail. Do you know what base we're talking about? This is just one National Science, uh, uh, Science Foundation base. Oh, uh, we have to guess who the uh, sexual where, assault... No, 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 no. Where it is, Mike. Where, where it is. Yeah, we have to guess where it is. Uh, hmm. What southern state? Uh. Girl, come on! <laughs> There, this is the base. <laughs> what southeastern? This um, is the base in Antarctica, yes. Mike. Antarctica? Oh, come on, Antarctica. Antarctica. Ew. How p- are you if you're that investigator that's been chosen for that gig? Like, I mean, hey, Antarctica is actually, it's really hard to go there, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's really cold, Mike. Yeah. Really, really cold. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine, like, Melissa, you've got to investigate some charges of sexual violence. All right. What base are we talking? Antarctica. What? (laughs) Is that a nickname or something? Is that like the nickname for Tahiti's base? And we're just being comical because it's like the opposite? No? It's actually Antarctica? Like, horrible, Mike. Yeah, and by the way, there's no, uh, there's only 30 minutes of sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) We, by the way, you got to do it in their winter. That's the only yeah. time you're going to investigate. Uh, in their winter. 
Like, just horrible. Horrible. Mike, uh, this just in. Apparently, Gen Zers, the old Gen Z group, they're choosing to migrate uh, in America, and they're migrating to less populated states. Hmm. Yeah. Wait, Doctor, I'm so sorry. I, you know, Gen Z, which one is that again? The youngest. Well, the not youngest. the youngest. Okay. There's now a group below them. But, you know, Gen Z is basically like from about 26 and... ish to about like uh, 17 in age right now. Okay. Okay. That's that's their age. I'm ballparking. I could be. Okay. It's in that like in that mid, range. Mid 90s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mid 90s okay. till like mm. mid 2000s, somewhere in okay. that ballpark. Um, but yeah, Mike, they are choosing to migrate to less populated states where they can afford to live. Probably last year, 21,000 aged 18 to 23 year olds moved to South Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah. Hmm. And North Dakota and Idaho had almost the exact same number. Hmm. Followed by Iowa and Kansas. Mike, I got to say, this is just more evidence that I am definitely not a Gen Zer. <laughs> nope. No effing. Well, I don't care how affordable it is, Mike. I'm not going to South Dakota. No offense to any no South way. Dakota listeners, but uh, I don't want to go to your state. It's not. Mm. I, I, I can go to your state. I just don't want to live in your state. Because when yeah. December comes around in South Dakota, I will die. there's no there's no ifs ands or buts about that that is just horrible um mike headline from complex i found this one a little weird uh quote jennifer lopez says ben affleck makes her feel more beautiful than i've ever felt with someone else Aww. Yeah, that's the way I thought initially, Mike. But then I thought about it. I was like, is that actually a dig at Ben Affleck? Is she calling him ugly in that? Mm. Like, 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 trust me, when you're walking beside me, when this ugly pile of <laughs> walking beside me, I feel so good. I feel amazing. Which you got to be honest. Or at least I got to be honest. The last several pictures I've seen him, he looks pretty worn down. He looks... He looks tired. He looks Ben Affleck, yeah. Yeah. It might just be because of his kids and her kids and they're just everywhere. Like they got like I think she has what? 3 3 kids, 4 kids. And then he's got like 2 or 3 kids. I'm going to check that on the break. They've got some amount of kids. There's a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Even Batman can't handle that many kids. That's no. That's too much. Even though yeah. he's not the real Batman. No offense, but we all know Michael Keaton's the real Batman. That's, yeah, he is. Uh, um, Mike, this is a, uh interesting one. This is, uh, well, it's, uh, it's uh, a little revolting. Uh, this is a, in, in Miami, Mike. This is Florida News here. A 29-year-old Miami woman. She's in some serious trouble. Uh, after the security cameras in her apartment complex caught her screaming at her three-year-old son while kicking and shoving him. Ugh. Yeah. In the video, literally just straight up kicks and shoves. 
right? Not good. Just violence. Violence. And when she was arrested, she was asked by the police why she had done it. And she said, this is a direct quote, Mike, to the Sunny Isles Beach Police. Quote, he wasn't listening. He wasn't listening. <laughs> huh? Mike, apparently this woman is the only person in the world unaware that three-year-olds don't listen. <laughs> Who is uh, unaware of this, Mike? Mm. You got a three-year-old. They don't pay attention to anything. That's their deal. Like, you can't... What did she think? She was going to say yeah. something? And it was like, oh, really, Mom? That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe after that, we can go to lunch. I'm sorry that I raised my voice earlier. Like, there are three. Jesus. What is wrong with you, lady? Come on. Uh, Miami. Uh, eh, nothing against Miami. Hey, you know, it's just a, it's a different world down there. It's, it's, it's wild. It, it attracts everybody. Yeah. The amazing weather attracts everybody, Mike. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, Mike, last week, Sacramento, Sacktown. Mm-hmm. There was a, a man arrested after officers saw a forklift driving down a major road in Sacramento. They tried to stop him, but they couldn't get him to stop. Officers can be heard on the police radio saying, yeah, he's clearly not going to stop. So <laughs> I guess we'll just call it a pursuit. They then pursued the forklift at 10 miles per hour for several minutes. <laughs> the police can be heard on the radio saying, what's the uh, industry standard runtime for a full propane tank on a forklift? And another officer chimes in, not very long. But they just keep on following him, Mike. And for several minutes, they can't do anything but just hang behind the forklift. The man on the forklift then ran into a fence and onto a bike trail, but the fence disabled the forklift and cops were able to arrest him. Hmm. Still not known how he gained access to the forklift, though. They don't know if it's like his work forklift or if he just stole the forklift they don't know they you ever just know. see them sometimes they're just parked at a random parking yeah. lot or something just <laughs> you almost became this guy is that what you're saying mike every I now always and then stare at huge vehicles and i'm like you know it's just open <laughs> you can just get in there just I'll asking it. <laughs> just asking me for to do it it's right there it's right uh, there mike the man's name was wayne mathern hmm Seems like a Wayne move, right? Yeah. That seems like a very Wayne move. Nine times out of ten, you tell me somebody stole a forklift and had a slow speed chase with the cops, I'm going to say, that was Wayne. Probably right? a Wayne. Be that a Wayne was a move. Wayne. <laughs> the other time, probably an Eddie. But nine times, Wayne was yeah. doing it. Wayne yeah. was doing it. I didn't know. I I didn't know that they ran on propane forklifts. So that's how they you don't uh, fill it up with gas. It's just a propane tank on the back. Apparently, yeah, different models. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> sorry, Doc G. That's Mike on the on the radio. Police uh, is that a propane? Really? How's that work? Wait a second. You're telling me each one? Oh, they're different. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, is he still on the forklift? Okay. All right. It was just I. Uh, <laughs> 
Do Can we learning. shoot through the fork? All right. Let's go. Ooh, it's Sorry. getting dangerous. Getting dangerous. <laughs> Come on, we're in America, Doc G. We need to shoot this guy out of this. Gotta get this. This just could get dangerous quick. <laughs> He's going at ten miles per hour. <laughs> Mike, we are gonna take a break. We are gonna hear from our guest, Blackberry Smoke. This is a little bit crazy right here on the Doc G Show. Yeah. 
Let's do it. And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe mm-hmm. on Apple or Spotify or wherever they get their podcasts, uh, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. It's a cost-effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, they should leave us a five-star review yeah. and a comment. We love comments. And just so you know, listeners, that, that wasn't a commercial. That doesn't count as a commercial. No, it wasn't. That was just, that was just mm-hmm. a suggestion. I mean, just mm-hmm. happy to suggest. By the way, Mike uh, posted a little <laughs> little clip uh, the other day there of me and Trey Lewis talking about how great uh, Hayden Kaufman was, uh, former guest of the show, Hayden Kaufman. Oh, uh, how, yeah, you sent how me. Mu- I think you sent me How that. much yeah. he, uh, how hard he works. And both him and his uh, girlfriend uh, sent me a message thanking me. And I was like, hey, guys, thank you. Shout right? out. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, I sent him a little heart emoji. You know, little boom. There you go. You know, and a uh, little, little comment. And I just want to say shout out to him because it's 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 true. It's true. They do. They work. They work. They work nonstop, Mike. Those. They, it's impressive. It is very impressive. I'm like, man, if I only had power couple. If I only had the energy, you know, and a person <laughs> that liked me, you know, that would be an amazing combination, Mike. We need to thank the folks that listen to our show. Who do you want to start we with? Do. You want to start, you know, do you want to start with the four stars or the five stars? I'll start with the five stars. Okay. Keep it, okay. Uh, beginning of the list, end of the list, middle of the list. Ooh. We'll just do beginning of the list. Okay. And keep it. We keep it. Keep it regular. Wait. What's the difference between the beginning and the end of the list? Is the end of the list are the the people the, who the beginning of the list the was the oldest. This is just historically, oh, okay. right? This has been adding uh, them over the years. So, you know, Jacksonville mm-hmm. was the first regular uh, listeners, of course. Uh, and then Columbia, South Carolina, my former stomping grounds. Some folks that I knew there were mm-hmm. regular listeners. And, of course, Radford, Virginia, also former stomping grounds. So, you know, that's how it sort of accumulated. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, Frankfurt, yeah. Germany's been there for a long time, you know? Frankfurt, Germany there, uh, you know, they had a they had a foosball game this weekend, Michael. Huh? Mm. I don't know why I said Michael I out of nowhere. I, I gave you... Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, hey, that's my real I name. I gave you the full name just out of nowhere. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? He's now Michael like Michael Jordan. I'm giving it to him. It's yeah. a full... I never <laughs> do two syllables. What the uh, happened there? That was so weird. That's okay. It, Yes, no problem. There we go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, a tit for tat. Uh, Mike, let's start. I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the uh, end of the. Uh, I'm gonna go back just because again I think we okay. go too many times from the beginning. Shout out. Uh, okay. So we got Boynton, Virginia. Shout out to those guys. Chicago, Illinois, home of the J Chips, makes me think of summer. Fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out to you guys. Hard loss for the old LSU basketball team. They they lost their first game. Mike, don't know. If you saw that uh, yeah it was a, they didn't see it coming you know national champions from last year and they got beat by colorado What's that? i don't know yeah. Mm. yeah shout out to athens georgia home perpetual groove and hotel of fiction shout out to you guys shout out to spartansburg south carolina shout out to los angeles california shout out to Asheville, north carolina home of steep canyon rangers and town mountain 
Steep Canyon Rangers just played in Gainesville. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to mm-hmm. uh, Olive Branch, Mississippi. Shout out to Tom's River, New Jersey. Shout out to Katy, Texas. Shout out to Peoria, Illinois. Shout out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Shout out to Biloxi, Mississippi. Shout out to Winfield, West Virginia. Shout out to Barcelona, Spain. Shout out to Win- uh, Richardson, Texas. Genoa, Italy. Boardman, Oregon. Boardman, Oregon coming in with the listen. Shout out to you guys. Dublin, Ireland also strong this week. Shout out to Dublin, Ireland. Uh, once again, you guys, even though we constantly make fun of your weather, you don't stop. And we appreciate <laughs> it. We like it. We do. Shout out to San Diego, California, Piracai, Brazil, Ashburn, Virginia, Anoka, Minnesota, Frankfurt, Germany, Gainesville, Florida, Radford, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, and Jacksonville, Florida. There we go, Mike. Five-star cool. listeners. Cool, cool, cool. Shout out to all of you folks. Mike, four-star listeners. Fairly condensed group. Fairly condensed group. Uh, shout out to Central Hong Kong. Mm. Okay. Mike, I think it might be somebody listening about pandas. I'm a little worried. Hey. You know? You know? I think they got somebody in here. If it's not, yeah. if it's a if it's a citizen of, of China, uh, citizen of China, you try to get us an end on those pandas. Try to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Dog G Show does not have like a million deals. dollars to dedicate for a lease, <clears throat> but we'll raise the funds. No. We'll find it. Mm-hmm. We'll find something. Mike, how awesome would that be if I had a panda walking around in this in in this uh, in this studio? Sweet. Be so it would be very. Uh, interesting yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there'd be a lot of panda dump in here but probably yeah. i don't think they can learn how to use a, a litter box i don't think that's no no i don't think so you would have to have a panda assistant <laughs> a panda can do that we can get one of those anyways hire somebody to hang yeah. out yeah <laughs> it's gonna i mean uh, there's gonna be a lot of money raised for this panda okay that's what i'm saying <laughs> Uh, shout out to Brockton, Massachusetts. Shout out to Jasper, Georgia. Shout out to Nashville, Music City there, Tennessee. Shout out to Prescott, Arizona. Not too far away from you there, man. Hey. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. It's like, what, two hours from Nevada, uh, from uh, Las Vegas? Three? Like three and three. a half. Okay. My dad probably listened. Hey, there we go. <laughs> That's where he's There got. it is. I like yeah. it. Shout out. What's up, yeah, Dad? Yeah, if it is. Shout out to your dad. <laughs> Big fan, big fan. Shout out to Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to Ephrida, Pennsylvania. That's outside of uh, Philadelphia, Mike. It's like 45 minutes, hour, something like that. Uh, Shout out to London, United Kingdom. Shout out to Indianapolis, Indiana. Shout out to New York, New York. And shout out to Portland, Oregon. Shout out. There we go. There we go. Mike, uh, real quick, miscellaneous file. A while back, I think it was about like maybe six months before you came on the show, somewhere in that ballpark, um, I released the five signs that you're getting old. Five things that you could look for to tell you, yep, I'm old. Now, when I gave out this list, Mike, I let the listeners know it's an evolving list. This could increase at any time. We could find other things (laughs) that make you uh, realize you're old. And Mike, this past week, I had something that reminded me I need to add this to the list. So, you definitely know you're getting old 
if you've had normal amounts of sleep, you feel completely fine, <laughs> and somebody comes up to you and says, are you feeling okay? You look worn out. <laughs> Mike, this happened to me. Uh, this happened to uh, me. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Dr. E. I was talking to a friend earlier this week, and out of nowhere, she was just like, you look worn out. Did you get enough sleep last night? And I did. It was it was in the it was <laughs> it was in the middle of the day. Like this was as good as it was gonna get uh, for my alertness and whatnot. Yeah. And I was just like, uh and I got you know, it was like an insult. I was like, uh yeah. Well it's just like the the time change. It's got me all screwed up. And she was like immediately <laughs> she was like, You got more sleep, not less with the time change. And I was like, uh yeah, there's other changes and it's complicated. I don't want to get into the details, but the bottom line is I'm not old. All right. So shut up. Like it was just, uh, it's very sad, Mike. I say this is just my default face. Yeah. This is just, yeah. Now, this is what I look I mean, like. after she said that, I was like, I'm going to have to get face creams now and, you know, gels to put under my eyes when I'm going to sleep mm. and things. I don't know what yeah, they do. You think the gels work? I have don't no, you? you think the gels? I have no clue. You know, Mike, I'm going to look old no matter what. It's The other day, this is another yeah. one. This one doesn't really go to the know you're old. This just goes to being I look crazy. Mm. But the other day, I was walking down the street, and the sun was hitting me, and I caught my shadow on the uh, building beside me. And I just had so many frizzes coming up from my hair and my beard. It just looked like one maniac ball going down the street. And I was just like, <laughs> God, I look insane in this shadow. Like, it was it was bad, Mike. It was bad. So, it almost, almost, Mike, made me want to groom for a little bit. Nope. And almost, I was like, maybe. Well, like shave the beard? No, I just groom myself, you know, comb. Oh, okay. You know, style things. But I was like, that's ah, crazy. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of work. We're not doing that. Regardless, Mike, we've got to get to a great interview. We are going to be right back with none other than Paul Jackson of Blackberry Smoke right here on the Doc G Show. This mucho yellow and it's rockin' yellow. And you listening to Doc G show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are very excited to be welcoming guitarist for the fantastic band Blackberry Smoke, who made their Doc G show debut six years ago when Charlie was kind enough to come on the show. Uh, six. Seems like it was yesterday. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know, right? They just released their new single, Dig a Hole, a little over a month ago, and they will be playing St. Augustine Amphitheater November 10th. But today we are with Mr. Paul Jackson. Paul, how are you doing, sir? I am doing pretty good. Definitely. <laughs> I like I doing like great. how you reserve you were like, you know what? No, I'm not doing amazing. I'm gonna pull it back a little bit. Back. <laughs> well, I know I gotta ask before we, we, we get into everything, I just noticed when you came on, 
the Zoom, I know all the listeners can't see this right now. Your your name is Master P. Is that yeah. is that your go to nickname? Well, you know, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I have. Um, I don't want to say her name, but you know, <laughs> I have her called. Me that. <laughs> nice, I like it. I like it. And see, I, well, at first it threw me for a curve when it was like, "Do you want to admit? Do you want to admit Master P into this Zoom call?" I was like, "Oh, maybe I do." Is Master P there? All right, we're gonna make him say "on" today. All right, okay. I hope- I hope he doesn't sue me for that. I'm just playing, Master <laughs> P. <laughs> uh, you never, you never know with him. But uh, you got, you guys have a bunch of shows coming up, uh, including five in Florida. You're a Florida man. Oh, yeah. uh, That's right. Do the Florida fans bring the fire to Blackberry Smoke shows? They absolutely do. I love they it. absolutely do. I'm a Florida man, I just can't help it. I just, you know, when we ever do, when we do that song, you know. Uh, we think, do you hear Georgia? Y'all know what I'm saying in my head when I'm saying Georgia. Yeah, well, <laughs> you hear Florida. I was, I was thinking of it. You know, it, it's, it's funny because like the, the, the northern Florida does a lot of similar Georgia stuff, and then the Panhandle yeah, yeah, yeah. of Florida does a lot of similar Alabama stuff. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. it, it there, there's a lot of carryover between those three states. That's for sure. Yeah. I tell I tell everybody it's, it's so weird. It's like um, in Florida, you have to understand the dynamics of it. If you're near the coastline of any part in Florida, pretty much normal folks are hanging around. But in the middle of it, they don't get the they don't get to the water, <laughs> so they kind of a little bit aggressive. And- <laughs> Drives you a little crazy. That's where you get that's where you get the real Florida man stories. Uh, uh, I, I grew up not even. 10 minutes from the water so it, it was great well I, I actually you're a good person to to uh to bounce this off of i've bounced this off of a couple of folks that have been from florida from the panhandle but oh that's me i was i was watching the news one night and the weather was on and the meteorologist was was talking about a storm that originated above the panhandle of Texas, and then it hooks up towards the Midwest. And apparently right. these storms are called, not exaggeration, panhandle hookers. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's... And I just sort of thought about the name. I was like, that's a fantastic band name. Somebody yeah. from the Florida panhandle needs to be the panhandle hookers. Do you think that would so- work? I think that would be great. Yes. That or a baseball team would be cool. <laughs> you got a curveball coming in. Panhandle hookers, man. It works. It's like it, a, a Pensacola from where I'm from. The Pensacola Wahoos should have been called a Pensacola hookers. There you go. The panhandle hookers. There you go. Great. There you go. Well, uh, going back to those, uh, you know, Florida days, the growing up days. I heard you say the first thing that sort of got you into wanting to go into music. Motley Crue concert, and yeah, and it wasn't so much crew, but it was the energy that got you hooked. Yeah, yep, yep. I, I was that kind of. It was my mom's idea to take me to a concert, so it's all her fault anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, when my dad died. He he's a firefighter. He got killed fighting a fire in '83, and um, I was like 
12, 13. Um, no, I was 12 years old. That's what mm-hmm. it was. And then I just, you know, I got into computers when they started coming out. You know, your Commodore 64s and mm-hmm. Commodore 128. I got real hooked on those and nerdy. I was in my room all the time, and my mom was kind of getting worried. You know, I didn't have very many friends, and I was just going through that, you know. Looking out for you. That's the, good. She come in, and, and they just built a new uh, – 15,000 seat or 20,000 seat arena in Pensacola and asked me if I wanted to go to a concert. She put down the paper and it was Rat and Bon Jovi <clears throat> um, and Molly Crew and Autograph. And I said, I'll go see Molly Crew and Autograph. And that was that. What, you know? Did your mom take you to the show? Yeah, she took us. She took us, but she sat way up okay. in the nosebleeds. We would see her up there, and we would always go like this to her, so she knew we were okay. And she'd be like, <laughs> you know, she would give us the, you know, the horn. I was about to say, I was, I was, that's got to be a weird concert. If you were beside each other, and people are going around, ladies are taking their shirts off, and you're like, oh, don't worry about that, mom. That's a- <laughs> oh man, also many boobies that night. It was crazy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a crew concert, and that was before they were sober. Yeah. So, so when we were leaving, I remember leaving. We're walking out of the back, cause you know, from up top. And back then, a lot of girls, you know, came to shows more than the guys did back then. You know, it, you know, mm. great times. Um, this girl was in a, uh, a blue tube dress right in front of me, and with stockings with the line at the back and high heels. My mom goes, "How'd you like the show?" I said, "It was great." She goes. She goes, and I knew what she was getting at. She goes, what do you want for your birthday? Um, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I need a guitar right away. She goes, I figured as much. <laughs> you, she's like, I see the correlation. I I, I, I yeah. get it. I get it. And she's like, she, well, she, she yeah. said, hey, I, I guess it's better than him being stuck in his room all day. I'll take it. <laughs> I got the same thing. I stayed in my room for like two years and played my guitar. She, ah, back at square one. Well, you. Yeah. You saw them again. You saw them in the Girls, Girls, Girls tour. And this time, I, I, Guns yeah. N' Roses was opening for them. Oh. And I heard you met yeah. Slash. And this, I found this weird. He he refused to sign your shirt. But then he signed yeah, your arm. I, yeah. I refused to sign my shirt because I had a striper shirt on. <laughs> mm, okay. But hey, he, he tried out for that band too, to be honest. Yeah, he can't. He can't complain. Come on. That's uh, yeah. I, see. I think. But, yeah. I think they had an error in the interview that I was reading. I think they actually put he had a slash. You were wearing a slash shirt on, and so no, like, had, that's why I was so confused. I was like, he wouldn't sign his own shirt. What? No. I remember because I went to go get a coke, and him and Duff were walking around. This is before Sweet Child of Mine came out, and um. Uh, what's the Welcome to the Jungle had just hit. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just building. And then they were just walking around. I was like, dude. And, I, and then I I asked the uh, lady behind the counter. She had a Sharpie. She said, yeah, I ran over there. And I said, hey, would you sign my shirt? And he looked at my shirt and went, nice man, but I, I can't sign that shirt. I said, well, you signed my arm. How long- I forgot to tell him. Last time I saw him, I need to tell him that. He'd probably get a kick out of it. How long did it take you to wash your arm? Man, I, what I did is I went home and my mom took a photograph of it. Not it's somewhere, maybe at mom's house, but um, I kept that on there. I think I, I was washing my out of the shower, my hand out of the shower, so I could go to school and show everybody. 
Now you, I mean, you did you did get to play with him, like you mentioned. You played with with Slash. I know a while back, uh, like in two thousand nine. Have you have you played with him since then? No, we hadn't ran. We all of us hadn't ran into each other. I mean, we're not best friends or anything, but yeah. it's just like you know, whenever we play, and if he's near, you know, sometimes you can just see. Just you know how it is. He's busy. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. super. Yeah, yeah. I well, I I hear you're sort of the resident metalhead or i guess the 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 harder rock listener in the band um is that true well yeah a lot of us are i just i like to listen to it i'm not stuck you know i just don't sit and listen to you know country music southern rock music you know i i love all of it i mean seriously um just like when i'm mowing the lawn or doing something I, I it just i like the hard stuff you know <laughs> when you guys when you first started playing when you charlie and and richard and, and Britt started playing did you did you were, were you trying to increase the heaviness or you were you good with it well i mean we were um uh, charlie and i are two different guitar players two very different mm-hmm. guitar players um but it just it it just naturally happened the way it did. I, I wasn't trying to push anything on it. And, you know, I, I would never, you know, on a song that comes out, I would try to push my my agenda on it. Because if, if it sounds good, I'm digging it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm digging it. But, um, yeah, no, no. I just, we Like I said, we all like hard stuff. Britt Richard, we're in a metal band in Atlanta, a great metal band. Um, and... I don't know. I just I listen to it these days more than most. I guess. Gotcha. Got did you now the the band obviously besides your guitar work, your other big role you are you are backup vocals. You're harmonizing vocals. Uh, yeah. Did you have Did you have a bunch of experience before that? Were you lead singer in bands or anything like that before? I was. I, was, I um, I had a band. A three-man band, me, my brother, and a bass player, uh, Larry Key. Um, we had a uh, three-piece, and I just sang in the band because you know dealing with looking for singers is a nightmare sometimes, and dealing with them. And Charlie had his own thing where he didn't want to find a singer, so he sang. So um, yeah, we would do we would do things like you know Journey, Cheap Trick, my my. My pitch was somewhat there. Like I do one journey song a night because I could do a bunch. It's gonna you know, blow I mean, it out. We even yeah, did, yeah. We even did. Um, I think it was Love and Touch and Squeeze, and when Blackberry Smoke got together, we used to play that at shows. Nice. But that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long? I mean, I feel like you know, with, with the talent you guys had, when you guys actually started playing together. How long did right. it take before you guys, re- like, you realized yourself, like, oh, man, this could be something big here? Honestly, dude, I, this sounds cliche, but, but right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just weird. I was tell- I told Charlie back then, I was like, I've known you for what? I, I, God, I've known Charlie since 1996. I've known him before I got into the band 15 years. We just never thought of playing together. You know what I mean? Never. Yeah. Like, when he... I, we were doing shows and he was off. Um, I could tell he was in the bar while we were playing because I could smell patchouli. He wore he wore patchouli back then. 
And I would call him up to the stage and, man, hey, play. And I would go straight to the bar and sit at the bar while he finished the set. <laughs> Stand in. Which is never thought about it. We should have thought about it way back then, but it all worked out, for, you know. Well, out for the- you know, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I always, like, Charlie seems like the effortlessly good guy at music and not liking the fact that he doesn't work at his craft. It's the fact that he's worked so much at his craft and he loves so much at, uh, of it that like he's that guy that sort of randomly still amazes you at like rehearsal or on stage where even after now right. that you've played him played with him for 20 years you're still like what? You just did that? Like does he do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's you know it's fun playing with him, you know? I, I he turned me on to a lot of music that I never even because you know I didn't listen to bluegrass a lot either, you know. But um, and he's got that that bluegrass swing, you know. It's you know, and I don't know. It just works. I, it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. you know. He, he's, I love him. Yeah. It's fun to play with him. Nice, comfortable. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, no no worry involved. It's always, you know, really really good. Feel feels right. You don't have any of that right. concern, right? Well, I, not at all. I feel like the go-to is always. I mean, this is this is there anytime you see something about Blackberry Smoke. I mean, you always get that comparison to the other sort of Southern rock pantheon. You get the you know the yeah. Leonard Skinner, the Almond Brothers. I could see yep. that obviously as an awesome compliment. I mean, those are awesome bands, but I could also see in that get really old. Like, have you guys got tired of it, or or have you have you seen it change over the years as far as those comparisons? Nah, I mean, it, I, it never bothered me. I mean, if it if it uh, it helps people, if we remind them of something. Especially that is great, which yeah. I love all those bands. I'm all for it. You know, I don't, I don't take offense to it. I think it's, I'm honored actually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's big news to be in the, in the same pot with. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's fascinating. I mean, oh, oh we get it for the people who just heard of it. Yeah. You know, most of the people come see us. They've seen us before. And if the people just like new people that come and show up, I'm like, where have you been for 22 years? <laughs> We've been here. Takes them a while to get there. I do I do have a, a theory with Charlie. I don't know if this is true, but I have a theory that he hasn't he hasn't brought the full beard back because he got called Chris Robinson too much. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Because, <laughs> I mean, he does, if you look quick, when he's got the full beard and, like, the aviators on, you could be like, Chris? Is that Chris? No, okay, that's not. That's, that's, that's Charlie. Like, I th- I think, like, he's left those chops on for a long time this last couple of years. But <laughs> well, now, out of, out of those Southern Rock heroes, the the Skinner, the, the Almond Brothers, Marshall Tucker, 38 Special, Molly Hatchet, Outlaws, do you have a favorite? Do you lean one more than the other? Uh, God, as as ooh, I, I do at times, you know mm. what I'm saying. I, I don't have one specific one that I lean towards. I 
I don't like burning out a certain band, so I listen to a certain band so much, and then I pull myself away. So, so I don't burn them out, and then I put on a, another band. Like I'll listen to Almond Brothers for about a month, and then I'll stop. And I'll put Outlaws on for about a month. You know, yeah. And it keeps my palate keeps my palate clean, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For and sure. Well, I mean, you know, those those come. guys are very different. Like that's the thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, Molly Hatchet on, you know what I'm saying? Just, like you said, they're different. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I mean, I actually we've got. Uh, I think. Well, I know. I know Charlie knows him, but we've got. Uh, we've got Paul Allen who wrote a, a book just recently. Just published a book there on the Almond Brothers, and you know, admittedly, I'm not the the biggest. Uh, you know, theorist on Almond Brothers. I don't know all their, and I was like listening to the the uh, the uh, audio book. Didn't have time to read the the whole regular book. Had to do the audio. Um, but like, uh, I was just like, there were so many things about them and their connections to jazz and their connections to bluegrass that like you don't right. have with Skinnerd and you don't have with like Molly Hatchet that just make them so. And they're you know so much more improvisation. That makes them more like yeah. a Grateful Dead than like you know than than like Marshall Tucker or like Thirty Eight Special. Yeah, the, the brothers were definitely into the improvising mm-hmm. side of things. Some of the other bands were into the songwriting part of it. How, you know? how do you got? How do you guys get heavy into the Im, Im, improvising on stage? Well, we don't. We don't. Do, we can. It's just we usually just try to get as many songs into a set as we can mm-hmm. you know people are there um we don't want to disappoint we want to play as many songs as we can try to squeeze in right you know for those two hours we're allowed to play yeah technically we don't we play two we're not we play two hours because we want the fans to get the music but get get the most just, and the and and hit all the high points yeah. that people know yeah, we try. We try to yeah as much as we can. But we we fiddle in between in some of the songs, you know. And, mm-hmm. You know. Well, you you you've basically been touring for uh, twenty years nonstop, ex- except for that's that, for COVID. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. How, My son told me he goes he goes Dad, don't y'all ever start a tour and stop it? And I was like, you know, some bands start a tour and they stop doing records. Like, <clears throat> not Daddy. <laughs> Just we don't we don't right through. How many yeah. when when you first started when you guys first started getting on the road? I mean, I've I've had so many artists on the show that just have these horror stories of the first tour. You know, blowing tires, promoters not coming yeah. through, blown radiators. Like, did you guys have that type of insane start that it was like, you know what, is this working? I don't know. Yeah, we we. We didn't question ourselves about doing it. It's just things that just kept going wrong. Axles and vans, um, trailers, tires, just coming completely off. Uh, stuck on the side of the highway for hours. Running out of gas. Not me. Um, um, just point it out. There. <laughs> I'm, I'm very um, don't, coming up, Showing up at gigs and no PA system. Showing up at gigs and... Um, the PA system doesn't work, so Richard has to fix the PA for us to even play, you know. And it still happens to this day, some believe it or not. But our sound man handles that. Mm. But I remember times we would come in and Richard's in there just putting a PA together that they didn't 
they w- didn't bother putting together. Strapping a bullhorn <laughs> to something. All right, let's try to see if this works. Oh, yeah. There, there, there are times when just when, um, say we would go to places and the place closed without even telling us. And we would literally find a gig that night, whether it's in a restaurant or in a parking lot, you know, while people are eating. We just do whatever we could to play. So yeah. no question on the music side. Just got to get it out there to the people. Yeah. Well, I feel like COVID had to be really, really strange for bands like yourself. Because, I mean, like you said, been touring nonstop. And then all of a sudden you go from 200 shows a year to zero. Did you have any idea what to do with yourself? No. Well, I I got home the first first three weeks, first month, let's say. I was sitting outside of my uh, fire pit sitting there going listening to the birds i couldn't hear cars i couldn't hear people i was like i could really get used to this because my mind kind of stopped mm-hmm. i was like this is cool i can really dig this and i was home with my family um you know drinking some beers a lot of beers um and then after the second month i was like cool i can't wait when we start to play i kept calling and like, when are we gonna be able to play and then we don't know we don't know we don't know and then the third month came around and i was worse like i was I was freaking out. I don't know if it was cabin fever, but I got, it spooked me. Because, you know, it's like, I haven't been home that long. I don't think any musician has, poor musician, been home that amount of time in probably, geez, 25 years. Yeah. And it was just, it was surreal, you know. And then when we went back to play, we were doing, um, God, um what do you call them? Not movie theater, driving, mm-hmm. and that was that was very weird. <laughs> got a bunch of people got, out there. You like you? It's you got no normal reaction. It, yeah, it was a very strange situation with they the were drive-ins. so far. Away. We had to play up near the screen, and everybody was so far away. Yeah, but at least man, they 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 came out to see us, and we still had a good time. It was just it was strange, you know, <laughs> for sure. We, it, we did some um, live streams, mm-hmm. you know, without audiences. And that's 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 really weird too. But <laughs> it it was it was always it was amazing to see how people improved at those things over the pandemic. As far as how bands right. sort of learned, like, oh, okay, this is how I do this. This is how I feel normal doing this. You know. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. It's uh, just- you know, we, at least we got back. We, we got back to normal. Are uh, we back on that for sure? Well, now, touring for guys like yourself, especially family guys, it's tough. But uh, I actually saw your son, Spencer. He came out on the road yeah. with you this past summer. Uh, that, yeah, looked, yeah. That, that looked like, uh, uh, as a dad, looked like one of your biggest highlights there. Yeah, it, I, you know, missed when he was little, I missed him growing up because we were on the road like 200 and something days a year. And for a good, geez, until he's 15 or 14 is when I was coming home more often. But uh, having him out on the road with us, you know, um, just him bunking across from me on a bus was very cool. Yeah. Just I got with him every day and, you know. And he's cut, he's come off the road for you know 
he's been off for about a month and because uh, he's a musician too he wants to play mm-hmm. being dad out there doing it just makes him like I gotta go I gotta get in the band you know well, you know so that's what he's sitting and writing and doing all his stuff were you able to avoid that section of life where your son thinks you're you're super lame and doesn't want to be seen with you no they still think I'm super lame they they could give they give two craps who you know I don't you know I get it but, you know, <laughs> so I'm just I'm, this is this is what I am I, I used to be dad but now I'm bruh you know <laughs> Uh, you're you're the necessary like it's like oh I got to go through dad on this all right so, yeah. okay. I don't get a bruh <laughs> yeah. now that you're like you said your your son Spencer he wants to be in a band how about your your other son is he uh, is he into music yeah he's well I think he's figuring it out you know I gave him a guitar I just haven't had time to sit down with him but. He's so all over the place. This that kid. He's just one minute he's in his room for five hours playing video games. We're yelling at his about his schoolwork. He's uh, he, he that one. He hasn't got there yet, as far as the passion yet. Not yet. No, he's he's just ha- he has a passion of driving us crazy. <laughs> well, now on on Spencer, as far as being wanting to be in in music. Are you the kind of dad that that warns the, uh, the oh, yeah. kid about the dangers of the music industry? Yes, I just I I love the music part. I hate the business part of it. Mm-hmm. People are I, I got I, I got no qualms. I'll tell you, the music business is evil. I just look at it that way. You know, no, I won't disagree. I, I, should, I should say evil, evil, but it's just like nobody. There's not, how do I say it, without sounding really negative. Um, it, it's, if you have a friend, are they really your friend or are they your friend because they can do something for you? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, it, now, you know, it, it's weird. very, very, very true. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I always got to be on the lookout for it. Yeah, it's probably going to get me in trouble, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Well, let's let's talk about the music or the the business you guys have been doing, working on that new album. Uh, yeah, be right here. Yeah, um, it'll it'll it's it's coming out in um, February, I think. The, yeah, beginning of February. All right, all right. I'm yeah. trying to. Re- <laughs> well, now, getting eight album. I feel like getting eight albums out on its own is a huge achievement. Like. When you go into that eighth album, do you guys, I mean, aside from obviously you're, you're trying to make the best music you can, but do you have, yeah. aside from that, do you have like goals? Do you guys say we're going to like get like, this done? Like, are you saying like a direction for it or? Well, I mean, or, just achievements that you want to see. Uh, is there an idea of like, we need to have this on the album? We want this. Oh, now we just put what well, we, we we have a bunch of songs <clears throat> charlie will come in with a bunch of songs and then we'll all figure out when we write the day you know we get in the studio we'll, we'll cut them and then see which ones you know fly and what, what don't but most likely every time every song we do in the studio we know we're gonna put on the record but we don't we don't sit around and we need this kind of song we need that it's just you know we just play 
it's not thought out, you know, like we need to have this for this type and this type. It's just let it go. You know. Well, let it go and just do it. Well, Dave Cobb, producer again. He was the producer on uh You Hear Georgia. Um Yeah. Now, Like an Arrow and Find a Light, both of those were self-produced. Uh, yeah. What made you switch to Dave Cobb and then say, you know, let's keep him for this well, album? Well, we always wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. You know, we always thought it was great to work with him. and Because um, I've been rallying for years just as everybody else has. Just a matter of um, him being able to do, do it and us being able to do it when he can do it. So it all it all ended up working out nice. for you know on uh, year Georgia and uh, we had a freaking blast. I mean it was that's one funny dude, man. I mean he's fun to hang out with. <laughs> you know if you can make it fun, he's, that's that's uh, he's got the same he's got the same sense of humor as us anyway. Nice. I'm laughing because we had a good time in the studio with him. It's fun <laughs> and he. Totally easy to to get you know get along with and and it's so much fun hearing his ideas you know you know we're all sitting in a room together and he'll try this and I'm just fascinated. Well, I've just I, like, I've heard he's very organic as far as like yeah. the the recording process. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. It was like we're 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 all sitting there and go. Can, he'll go come in the, come in the room and y'all get behind the board and push knobs up where you want it to be. Nobody's ever done that. To, to yeah. You Don't know, touch like, anything. Yeah. 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 He's just super, super cool guy. Nice. Super cool. Nice. Now, a, a, a lot of my favorite Blackberry Smoke songs uh, came co-writing with Travis Meadows. Um, oh my god. One Horse Town, Lucky Seven, Leave a Scar, Medicate My Mind. Uh, now I know Travis has had some. Uh, some health issues there the last couple of years was he able do you do we have any uh, co-writes with travis on this album i think charlie has one or two okay um i'm trying to remember it's like when i get out of the studio after i record the record i'm out of you know what i mean yeah so i'm trying for <clears throat> i think so i love travis mm-hmm. i mean what a Smoking song. It's weird that you mentioned him because I was listening to his records yesterday. Amazing. Just going, God. And it's, you know, I love the way he sings and stuff. It's just, his story is just perfect. It's, That's another funny guy. <laughs> it, it's the it's honesty that gets me with, 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 uh, with yeah. Travis. You know, he came on the show, uh, it was a couple years ago. And I mean, just, you know, just, I mean, one, I told him when he came on the show, you could you could write like five novels of his life. I mean, all the stuff that he's done, the 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 rehabs, the cancer when he was young, the the preaching around the world and being basically like a televangelist, writing for all these other artists. Like he just, uh, but then he's just this uh, you know simple guy from Mississippi that likes to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, down to so down to earth. Even the first day I met him, I, we were sitting, we were. God, I can't remember we were in Nashville eating or something. And I just could hardly eat my meal just listening to him. Yeah. I was like, this is just awesome. Well, that, that is when yeah. he when he told me how he wrote uh, uh, Sideways on his album. Uh, mm-hmm. Just such a good story. It was one of those things. It was like a, a story 
teller that you're just sitting there. I was, I was like you, like you said, I was like, yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just in. Yeah, he's got a song. He's got a song on there. Where I, I just don't. I can't remember what record it is on. Uh, I can't remember. It's called Lucky One. Mm-hmm. That song there is just kills me. Yeah, you know, just I love it. Yeah, he, you know? he he is fantastic, and I, he seems to really work with Charlie well because they both talked. I asked both of them about it, and both of them are just like, yeah, just send ideas, and they can work like seamlessly, just sort of going back and forth with the ideas of the song. Yeah, and they can do it on do it online. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people probably had to practice that. I'm guessing over COVID of getting used to you know just sending it yeah. back and just okay, what do you got? And they they I mean they'd already been in practice like that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, I now. Just- I, I love asking this question uh, about albums that are coming out because I just like to I, I, I like to see what you're thinking now if you can remember because you said you you know sort of already moved on from it but what album on or what song on the album are you most excited for people to hear not necessarily maybe the you know the your favorite because I know it's uh, really hard to choose a favorite but which one are you like man that that one people are gonna gravitate towards or people are gonna be blown away by it's hard man it is, uh, that is a hard question to answer um, I, I don't know I I know I know our friends People call them fans. I call them friends. I just think fans is a little bit weird. But, um, they're excited to hear the entire thing. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Huh? Huh? Now, I, I, pick, I don't want to pick one to, to, to separate it from the pack. I got but, you. I got you. You want it all as a unit. I'm, I'm excited for everybody to hear it. And, you know. I, li- I like it. I like it. I'll ask one other question about the songs. Uh, you know, when you got waiting on the thunder, you know, Charlie was 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 angry on that song. You can tell the the writing was like he was getting some things off of his chest there. Do we have any angry songs on this album? Uh, I, uh, from my point of view, no, not angry. Okay, but, but meaningful. Powerful, mm. I guess, is what I'm looking for. I like it. I but like yeah, it. Saying, I understand what you're saying about Thunder. Is there something like with that kind of gravity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it, I'm trying to think. Not that I think. Okay. That's just okay. me. Okay. Because, I mean, that one, you know, that's a thing. That's in a category by itself there with uh, with uh, Waiting on the Thunder. Because, I mean, when you listen to pretty much all other Blackberry Smoke songs, I don't feel that, like, he comes in with that one on the vocals, and you're like, whoa, whoa. Huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like the story that uh, we could talk about Dig a Hole because we've released that. I like the, you know, the, the message behind that. We're all going to be in a hole anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's got like I would say there is a little. I was I was thinking you might say that one actually for sort of the the seriousness, but it's actually I almost like it's almost taken away the seriousness from the seriousness to be like, hey, we're all gonna be in a hole. You better you know, yeah, do something meaningful, you know. So, uh, 
but it's a it's a fantastic song as far as uh, uh, dig a hole and uh, we're getting ready to listen to it. So uh, we are up against a break there, Paul. But I want to thank you for uh, taking the time and talking with us today. Uh, and no, yeah, thank you for having me. For sure, great, great time. For sure, anytime. Listeners, you Let can check know. out all things Blackberry Smoke at BlackberrySmoke.com. Pre-order your copy of the new album on the website. You can follow them on social media at Blackberry Smoke right now. Let's take a listen to Dig a Hole right here on Doc G Show.
are back here on the Doc G show. You just heard Black Berry Smoke. Can't thank Paul for coming on the show. Very, very thankful that he did that. Super nice guy, Mike. Very, very generous with his time. Just a nice dude there. We had some trouble uh, getting that getting that interview in the books there. He uh, mm-hmm. he had a, his car his car broke down, uh, and then when he was going to try to make up the interview, his kid was very angry that uh, he was going to not be able to pick up his kid from school, and he told his kid to uh, uh, take the bus home because he had to do the interview. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> Paul, I don't want to make your kid have to take the bus. He's like, he can do it. <laughs> I did it the whole time I was in high school. He'll be fine. And I was like, yeah, Paul, but we got to think about the future, man. I don't want to lose your son as a potential listener because I screwed him <laughs> about the bus one day, all right? Uh, got to be thinking ahead here, Paul, you know? Just anyways. But I do like his nickname, Mike, Master P. Master P. It's a good, you know? good, good name. You know, the, uh, an homage to great 90s, early, very early 2000s rap, you know? Yeah. No limit records. Make them say, oh. Mm-hmm. Make them yeah. say, oh. Great jewelry. Lots of jewelry. They were big Love, into it. And yeah. putting it on their Loved albums, it. too, you know? Yeah. Every like album covers were charms. Every album just had diamonds and gold all yeah. over it. You knew it was a no <sighs> limit. Al- and they actually influenced like a whole bunch of other companies to do it, too. You didn't see Chris that. Rock special. Uh, his one of his exactly. first ones was exactly like a- <laughs> all and all of no uh, um, cash money. All of cash monies when they first mm, came out were like yeah. that. They slowly moved away from it, but you know, yeah, no limit. Shout out, Master P. Yeah. There you go. Regardless, thanks to Paul for coming on the show, folks. You need to check out Be Right Here. You also need to check them out in concert, uh, November tenth. November 10th, right uh, this this Friday. This Friday, they will be in St. Augustine. Fantastic. Drive down there in, in the amphitheater. It's going to be perfect weather for it. It's going to be amazing. Need to check them out. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I would go, but they probably won't let me backstage, and that would just make me depressed. You know, mm-hmm. I would yeah. t- I would tell everybody in the crowd, <laughs> like, I, I, I've talked to these guys. They know me. They're friends. They're friends. And then I'd go to the back, and they'd be like, who? No, you can't come in. And I'd be like, I have the email. Yeah, they're right here. Look, come on. (laughs) This is here. And they're like, no, no. Mike, we need to move on to the fastest growing segment in the world. Mike C. Top 3. Mike C. Top 3. Yes, indeed. Now, Mike. uh, Michael C. Top 3. Michael C. does not ring off the tongue (laughs) As well, <laughs> uh, we uh, we had a good topic. Uh, I sort of threw this. I curved yours. You came yeah, up yeah, with yeah. the topic, and then I was like, you know what? What if we just do this? So our topic. That's what I was trying to say. I, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we our top three was uh, was top three extinct animals of all time. What are some extinct animals that were like, man? I wish those things were still around. You know. Mm-hmm. Which, no offense to any extinct animal. I wish you guys were all around, you know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, we could only choose three. I've got a list here of like 15, 
<laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I gotta sort of I gotta I gotta I gotta work these down um, in, in real time because I didn't actually put them into my honorable mention. So I'm gonna okay. Uh, we're gonna do honorable mentions first. Uh, let's do them after because I feel like there there might be some po- popular honorable mentions. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. then, then I'm gonna have to think right. on, on. We don't the- know about a lot of extinct animals, Doc G. Yeah, no, uh, they, they, there's. A, we don't know like about any of them. Well, I mean, a few of them fossilized and some bones. Well, uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with my number. I'm gonna go with my number uh, number three here, Mike. Okay, this is tough. <sighs> Man, I, I I I thought I had which one I wanted to do, but I'm just not sure. I can go first. Okay, you go you go with your number three. My number three is the ground sloth. Ground sloth. I yeah, I don't think massive, I... massive sloth. So they, um, and the reason why I think they're so cool is because we still have the tunnels that they, uh, like they're, they're discovering the tunnels that they are there where they burrowed. Mm. Um, and uh, they're massive. They were massive creatures. About the they size of huge. an elephant. Jeez. Yeah, they were mm. huge. They were pretty big. Mm. Um, and you know, I like sloths. Sloths are... They're, they're an interesting creature. Do I mean? I, I, I guess we have to. Yeah, I guess we have to guess. I guess they went as slow as sloths these days. I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I guess they went real slow. I like that. When sloths <clears throat> were 20 feet tall. Wow. Yeah. Ground sloth. Yeah. Massive. That is. A, that is a weird one. There. That is a weird mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. Mike. I think. I'm gonna have to go with the. Uh, I, I'm gonna screw this name up, but I think I'm gonna have to go number three with the the Dinosuchus. Wait, Dino, what? Uh, Dinosuchus, Dinosuchus, D E I N O S U C H U S, a giant crocodile. This thing okay. is huge. Oh wow. So this thing was around during uh, the dinosaurs, and uh, you know, just uh, on average, they were around thirty feet long, right? Wow! And they've they've seen multiple multiple uh, T Rexes with sort of lethal bites from the the Dano or Dino Succus. Uh, so yeah, these guys these guys tangoed with with t-rexes man and weren't afraid of it Ugh. you know this is a this is a this is a crocodile that weighs essentially six tons man this mm, thing is yeah it'd be like a regular alligator compared to like a human would be like a chicken it looks like the like the pretty comparison. much pretty much yeah. yeah just nuts man yeah and very wild. very impressive very impressive all right, you're number two, Mike. You're number two. You know the di- the crocodiles. The, I watch a lot of hippo videos on TikTok. That's my algorithm. Okay. I get a lot of hippos, and uh, you know, cr- crocodiles, alligators do not, or crocodiles, they do not mess with the hippos. Well, they know. Everybody knows not to mess with the hippos. Well, because they're just. Nah. I mean, they're 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 a SpongeBob SquarePants that weighs four or eight thousand pounds, <laughs> man. Like you're not. I just totally yeah. guessed at that. How much does a hippo weigh? Does it weigh? Does it weigh eight thousand pounds? They're massive. I, okay, they're massive. yeah, I totally I four thousand pounds. I doubled it. Four thousand pounds is how much they weigh. You know, 
Uh, no, no crocodiles moving four thousand. They can't do anything with that. Yeah. Anyways, your um, number two, anyways, Mike. Yeah, my number two. Um, and of course, we wish that all of the extinct animals were around. But for this one, I wish it was around, but as far away as possible. The mm. short-faced bear. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the short. The short-faced bear. bear. Yeah. I thought about that one. I thought about that one. That one's pretty. Oh my gosh. Pretty big, man. Pretty big. Yeah, that's a, a huge beast. Uh, pretty it's intense. Like, pretty intense. I'm. I'm. Would you? I've already screwed up my list for number three. I think I don't. I don't. I didn't want. I. I didn't want the 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 uh, dinosuchus there. I've already screwed it up. But it's. Uh, I'm just gonna give you three. I'm just gonna give you three now. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, my next one, Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus. Yeah, M O S A S A U R U S. It's it's the thing in Jurassic World, Mike. The giant thing that jumps up and eats the uh, the great oh, white shark. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that is awesome. That's such an awesome creature. That thing. It's like an alligator, dinosaur, shark. Uh, together, shark. it's like <laughs> it's crazy, man. Now uh, they obviously uh, really made this thing huge for the uh, for the movie. It wasn't that big, um, yeah, but no. still. Like some of the biggest, um, the the biggest uh, fossils that they found are like eighty feet long or sixty five feet long. Crazy, mm. crazy thing is definitely massive, right? Yeah, terrifying. That'd be just insane. All right, your number two, Mike, or number one? Sorry, my, number one. My number one. My number one would be the Paraceratherium. Uh, which is uh, basically a giant hornless rhino. Um, and this would be like, I mean, if you took like a, I mean, it's like, it's just a massive, it's just a massive rhino. Uh -huh. Like it stands. I it, see it. It stands. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. It's as tall as like a brontosaurus. I mean, they they were they were huge. Well, I got huge a, I've got a creatures. scale. They're not as big as a brontosaurus. No. No, they they didn't run that big, but uh they're like they basically come up to the neck. So they like if they stand up yeah, straight. Yeah, like they were like as tall, no. If they stand up straight like if they stand they, their neck comes up, they're they're a good uh uh feet above uh, a giraffe. So okay. they're like 27 or th about 30 feet off of the ground there. Yeah. Which is very Beautiful. weird. Beautiful. It's a v very weird looking thing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they're very unusual. Like what do these things even exist for? Like what were their what were their What's things? their like, deal? You know, what's what's their the deal? deal? Yeah. Paraceratherium. So they're mainly in India rhino. and China. That's really where they were hanging out a lot. That's where their yeah. their range was. All right. I like it. I like it, Mike. Yeah. My number one, I'm going classic. I'm going real classic, Mike. All right. Smilodon. The Smilodon. Old, the old saber-toothed tiger, man. Yeah. Woohoo! The old saber-toothed. Uh, that's the that's the genus is the is the Smilodon. Um, but man, those teeth. Uh, yeah. Uh, I definitely would not want to run into one, Mike. No way. Uh, that guy is intense. But, uh, Mike, let me drop some honorable mentions here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Irish elk. They're pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the Irish elk there. 14 feet across their antlers. 14 Whoa. feet across. 
just uh they're they were the biggest ever they're actually not and they're the biggest deer ever species of deer um then i said it might happen i'll go ahead and put the sea cow on there you know Mm -hmm. all right i'll put them on there uh, yeah, the giant one that was just found, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The massive one, yeah. Uh, I'll put uh, I'll put the woolly mammoth on there. They're just cool, man. It'd be nice yeah, to see a big... That was going to be one of mine. Yeah, woolly mammoth. It'd be nice to see just a big old fuzzy fuzzy elephant, right? I mean, a, yeah. a, a real-life snuffleupagus, you know? Yeah, be nice. it would be. It would be. Um, yeah. And, of course, this one I thought... I was, I was on the fence about putting this in the top three... Megalodon, right? You know? Yeah. I mean... I was too, yeah. Those guys are just so terrifying, man, to think that there'd be a shark that massive just Mm -hmm. swimming around, eat you you whole, not even a problem, not even like that, barely a snack, just whop. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Probably wouldn't even eat you because it wouldn't even be worth their time. They're just like, "Eh, it's not going to fill me up at all. Good Lord. Um... Terror birds. You ever looked at terror birds? Terror birds. Yeah. Is that? Um, I think I did. These guys are frightening. Birds. They're they're. Oh ba- yeah. They look like a mix between like an ostrich and a dinosaur, and yeah, uh, yeah they're just. No, thank you. One of those guys coming at you, rip into you. Good lord, that would be massive too. They would definitely take you out without an, without any issues. Oh, super easy, man. Super easy. Um, yeah, that's got to be right there. The blend where birds and and dinosaurs just blended perfectly. Oh yeah, and ev- that's what ev- you get. Evolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, uh, griffin flies. Griffin flies. Um. They're just wild because griffin flies are basically a dragonfly that's about two feet uh, wingspan of about two feet. Like that's just. Oh my a, gosh! Why did I look this up? This is terrible. That's just insane. Like, just Whoa. imagine you're walking along and all of a sudden one of those massive turds comes and hits you in the face. Oh God! What the hell? Like, just that's uh, Starship Troopers size right there exactly noise exactly and then my last one that is very it's like the real deal uh uh the real deal um bigfoot gigantopithecus gigantopithecus uh that would be you know this ape that lived back in the day that's like almost three times bigger than a human right Sort of looks a little like a. He apparently had a lot of uh, baboon type characteristics, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's it, man. That guy looks mm. looks wild. Looks wild. Yeah, that that is pretty insane. Yeah, that's that's huge. How do, how did we how did we make it? And this massive thing didn't. Not smart enough, uh, man. Evolve. Yeah, they don't work together. Not smart enough. Yeah. Did, didn't didn't make it with us but that that is one of those things i mean it's you know that's one of those things that really helps the uh, bigfoot uh conspiracy along you're like that thing was there come on it's out there right now we just <laughs> we missed one he's just hanging out there still we've got two of them out in the woods uh anyways mike we need to move on quickly to the last two birthday suits 
Do mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. the celebrity chef or do you want the really famous guy's son? Uh, let's do celebrity chef. Okay. Okay. Born on November 8, 1966 in Johnstone, Scotland. He's the most famous celebrity chef from the United Kingdom. He's on shows like Nightmare Kitchens, Master Chef, and Next Level Chef. Hmm. What do you got? Oh, come on, man. Why is this guy's the guy that yells all the time's got great hair? Thank right? my last name, Mike. <clears throat> wow, Gordon Ramsay. There it is. There we go. Yes, Gordon Ramsay is correct, Mike. Yes. Was that I, the one that you thought I would get? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, I um, I didn't know he was actually from Scotland. I thought he was just like straight English. You know, I didn't. Yeah, know he me was, too. I didn't know he, that. He was born in Scotland, but uh, yeah, he uh, he wanted to become a uh, a footballer. He wanted to play soccer, but uh, he just kept getting injured, and he got a serious knee injury. And then that's what got him into hotel management uh, in college. And then he worked as a chef in uh, a hotel. And then he just basically, for like 20 years, just studied under the best chefs in the world. Uh, He moved to France, learned how to do French cooking, which, of course, is one of the top cuisines. He became uh, a chef on a private yacht called the Idlewild. Uh, uh, and uh, learned uh, many cuisines while touring the world. He then opened his first restaurant in 98. He made a documentary, or a documentary was made about his kitchen in 99 called Boiling Point. Uh, And he was uh, then given his own TV show, Hell's Kitchen. 2010, uh, he was uh, named the producer and judge for the show Master Chef. There we go. Gordon Ramsay. That guy has became extremely rich off of being a celebrity chef. That guy has some some yeah, money. Yeah, he is. Has some yeah, money. Yeah, he does. He also has a very exotic car collection, Mike, mm. which is weird. It's listed on his Wikipedia. They just have all of his, like, his famous cars, like these different Ferraris and, like, Lamborghinis. And I'm like, it's a weird thing for a chef to have on there. Shouldn't you have like different spoons that you own or something? <laughs> like, not cars, but whatever. Happy birthday to Gordon Ramsay. Uh, let's see, what is that? Turning um, 50, 57. 57 for Gordon Ramsay. Looks good for 57. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Mike, you're one for two. One for two. Uh, the next one, here's the clue. Michael Jordan's younger son. Hmm. And I'll give you I'll give you a little bit on that. If you know Jordan's middle name, you know his son's name. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, no, I don't. And you know, I actually I've like cuz he lives in Florida. He like yeah. owns the Michael Jordan store. Yeah. And he's uh Well, he, that's he that's the restaurant. other son. That's the other son. Oh, that now okay. Yeah, I have no idea, man. I have no idea. No Jeffrey idea. Jordan. Jeffrey Jordan. Jeffrey Jordan. Marcus and Jeffrey. Those are the two sons. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey's the younger one. Marcus is the older one. Marcus is the one that is now saying he's going to get married uh, to uh, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. 
and mm. saying that he wants his dad to be his best man. Wait, which, what? Uh, if I were Michael Jordan, I'd say, uh, "Are you f- crazy? No." <laughs> like what? Be it's your so best weird. man to Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? What? Get out of here! What are you doing with your life, son? That's just me being Michael Jordan. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan, uh, Jeffrey Jordan. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. Grew up obviously loving basketball. He was a great high school player, Mike. He was offered scholarships at a couple of colleges, but he decided to be a preferred walk-on at Illinois University. Two years later, won a scholarship, and then he transferred to UCF to live with his uh, his brother and play there. Uh, but now he lives in Portland, Oregon, where he works as a uh, consultant. And uh, apparently, I completely missed this, but apparently he was arrested in Scottsdale, for assaulting a hospital staff member back in September 2021. Mm. Mm. Completely missed that story. But uh, apparently it didn't turn out to be anything huge because I I saw it and then there was nothing else about it. So Mm. pretty random. Hopefully he, you know, he has conquered his anger issues. Um, But regardless, happy birthday to Jeffrey Jordan. Hope it's a good one. Mike? Mm-hmm. Mike, we have some great shows coming up. So My true. goodness. I told you, Mike, I was working hard to get a good guest for the Thanksgiving special. And I have done it, Mike. Yeah, you did. Say what? Gigantic guest. I am so excited. I told Mike. I sent him a message over the weekend. It's got me just just my, my Doc G senses tingling. We yeah. have got... Lewis Black, the famous, the legendary comedian coming on the show. The very same comedian that me and Mike talked about just, what was that, a couple months ago, uh, during yeah. his birthday, just a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. The the comedian that told Mike how to, to sculpt his career at the start mm-hmm. of his career. I can't wait to talk to him. It's going to be fantastic. We've got that yeah. for the uh, Thanksgiving special. We also have an amazing show coming up next week. Next week, we've got Allie the Piper and Mia Asano, just amazing musicians. They are out on tour. Mia X Allie, they're doing their thing. They've got a social media following of like 400 million or something like that. That's grossly exaggerated. Um, But, uh, you know... (laughs) Several million, Mike. That's not exaggerated. They do have several million same, followers. Same difference, yeah. Same, yeah. Same thing. Uh, by the way, in listeners, wait for it. In the interview, at one point, I make the joke because Allie, uh, in her career, she went from having a very small following to, in the period of 24 hours, uh, gained over 100,000 followers. And uh, I made the joke that uh, our show did the opposite we in a hundred thousand hours gained about twenty four followers, and uh, <laughs> it landed pretty, pretty low with the two ladies. Uh, they, yeah, they didn't, they didn't find it funny. I think it was more uh, just, I think it was more just they found it sad. They were like, oh, uh, and we're on this show. That's sad. Oh no. Uh, Regardless, I'm very excited. We had a great time. Uh, they are having a great tour. Uh, and I can't wait for you guys to hear the interview. But we got to wrap it up, Mike. For 
This week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus, Charette. Doc G, thank you so much for having me. And real quick, what about, so next week's top three? Oh, God, um, good call, Mike. Yeah. Good call. What, what do you want to do? What about, like, top three ways to relieve stress? Is that a good one? What do you think? Top three. It's on your, your mind, personal, right, Mike? You're thinking your, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about it. What do you uh, What do? You do? Doc G, what are your... I guess there's only so many things. Well, no, nah, there's a lot of things that people do to relieve stress. Sure. You know, you play video games. Sure. Go for there a are run. perverted things. There are nice things. There Mm -hmm. are, yeah, there's plenty of things, Mike. Let's do it. Top three stress relievers. There we go. Top three stress relievers. So with me, as always, (laughs) Mikey Maximus the Fernicus Charette. Doc G, again, thank you so much for having me. What about top three stress inducers? (laughs) I'm joking. Doc G, thank you so much for having me. It was a great show. You know what? The next week. We'll see see how stress relievers go. go. (laughs) Stress inducers are coming up after that. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it to doo-dah.